thank you for having me. Um, I think I get more inspiration from doing things like this than you guys do. You know, you'll take whatever you can. You know, it's a little bit about my experiences from my life. Um, you know, even this Lakers cup, you know, this <laughs> has, you know, a little bit defines, you know, who I am a little bit. You can see I'm from Los Angeles. Um, but, you know, every door that we go through, wherever, you know, people that we interact with, um, have it, should have, or, you know, Hashem is putting that in front of us at that point, and we have to take advantage and see what, uh, what's in store for us and h- how much it should help define us. So, uh, I appreciate being here. Yashar Kovtov Karlinski, Shevr Fu Shlema. And, uh, and, uh, okay. So, the, I was born and raised in Los Angeles. So, Yaakov Agatstein, okay. Professionally in the United States, it's, uh, Jacob T. Agatstein, but, uh, I prefer Yaakov. Please, I, you'll have, I'll give you my cell phone number after. You can call me, WhatsApp me, text, whatever. I tell patients all the time, and I have a spectrum of patients. Some have smartphones, some have dumb phones, some have whatever it is, but you can, you can always reach out. Um, and hopefully you can gain something from some of my experiences. So, born and raised in Los Angeles to, uh, to Baruch Hashem, a from family. Um, my father, who spoke here a few months ago, um, was a really big Talmud Chacham. Um, he was a great example, you know, to, to me as someone who, he's a urologist, okay? He uh, practiced every day. He actually was like, when, when I was younger, like, I didn't even see him so much. He was very involved, which you have to as a physician, obviously. Um, but he was always dedicated to learning, and that had a big hashpa on my life that, you know, I always had to be connected to Torah, and that I attributed, I don't know where that came from, but myself, you know, in my own head, that, you know, his successes came from his combining, you know, yes, he was working in the, you know, uh, whatever you want to call it, Goyish secular world, but because he was always tied to Torah is what, you know, allowed him to be successful. Now, putting aside, he has a photographic memory and, you know, he's very capable and, you know, so I could also take what I could, you know, I don't have a photographic memory, at least I don't think so, but um, the, uh, I didn't get that gene, hopefully, maybe it skips a generation, maybe my kids would get that gene, um, but, uh, so anyways, that was a, he, my father was a big role model for me, as well as my mother, my mother was a great Ashes Chayel, she was a, a lawyer in stilettos, you know, going to court every day with her shaitel and and uh, also bringing Kiddush Hashem every single day and was a great mother and um, the, had a big impact on my life. So, I, just to fast forward a little bit, I went to Yeshiva in Los Angeles, Yavne, Yula, and if you've heard of Yula, um, I learned here in Yeshivat Shalavim. So, right after uh, high school, I went straight for a year. Um, that year happened to have been the year... 2000, 2001, I don't know how old you guys are or whatever, but that was like an intifada, intifada, it was technically the second intifada, but I came here and, you know, with like hoping to learn for however long it was, you know, my parents were going to allow me, um, and then within 30 days, Ariel Sharon walked on Harabait and there were buses being blown up and it was, it was, it was chaos, we're, we're feeling, I mean, you know, we shouldn't get to that point. We're feeling a little bit of this now, some tension. You know, I live here and I have kids that are going on buses and, and they have their independence and, you know, I have to dive in extra hard about all of that. But 
I literally, my, you know, I was in yeshiva and thinking I was going to have chavayot, I was going to go, you know, around the whole country and every Shabbos was going to be one in Spartan going to this Rebbe, blah, blah, blah. and my parents were like, quickly, you're not leaving yeshiva. And so it was, you know, it, it, it changed a lot of that. It was, it was a scary year, but I did spend, Baruch Hashem, a lot of time learning and uh, one other thing, even in 12th grade, I had a very special rub by Nachum Sauer, who's, who's the Av based in Los Angeles, happened to be, you know, teaching at Eula makes no sense, but I got inspired to already start learning already a little bit earlier, um, and then I was able to continue at Yeshivat Shalavim, where my parents said, you know, if you decide to stay longer, you're on your own. And that's even from parents that are into pushing learning and all that, they were just, you know, they had enough of me being in a scary place, and meaning, my father is the head of religious Zionists of America. So, Mr. Tzioni is now saying, you're not, you're not, you're not spending any more time in Israel, which, well, okay, you know, that's, it was just, it was funny for me to hear, and for a second I actually thought, to, you know, I really want to stay, I want to continue learning, I'm sure, you know, as you guys stay, you come, you just came here in January, and I'm sure you want to stay as I, you know, I, I see this, I was in the base medrash, and I'm like, I want to go back to, and I'll, we'll get to that, where I was in Kolel for a little bit here, and I was like, I want to get back to learning, you know, my heart gets tied to that all the time, but, you know, obviously, you know, there's, there's different kufos, different time periods in your life for different things. Um, so anyways, fast forward a little bit more, I went to Yeshiva University, where I continued to learn, um, I became close with Rav Meir Goldvicht, you guys maybe have heard of him. Um, so he was a gr- he was a great role model. I also was in Rabbi Sachs this year, who's now at Landers. But um, I was able to, you know, also continue my learning. Uh, and then was a big turning point. What happens after you now leave official? Because in Yeshiva University, I learned. I learned till 3 p.m. every single day. Um, and then did my secular classes till 11 o'clock at night, including labs and, you know, just going through pre-med and economics major and basically starting that only at 3 p.m. So it's, it is difficult, but you gain those tools. I believe I got gained those tools while being stuck in yeshiva that year and, you know, that was amazing. And by you guys just coming here, setting the tone for whatever the next part of your life's going to be to, to keep that flame um, inside you. And it's, it's, you know, hopefully you could spend as much time, you know, I go to other yeshivas and convince them, go Shana Bet, go Shana Gimel. Everyone has their own, you know, how, how long they can spend in yeshiva. Um, but it does set the tone for the rest of your life. And so then I, uh, I had a heart to heart with my father. I was gonna be maybe a plastic surgeon, a, a, a orthopedic surgeon. Baruch Hashem, Hashem gave me, I did really well on this, like, perceptual ability exam that I was able, you know, I'm able to visualize things very well and I like sciences, working with my hands and I was about to start medical school and it's funny, I had a heart to heart with my dad and my dad actually said for the first time that like he is a doctor, he's also got smicha, so he's a rabbi, he now does a little bit more rabbinic things than doctor things but he's definitely both he said that, you know, as a physician, your time is not your own time. So, it, you know, if you're going to go do that, that's going to, like, take over your life. 
Okay, and maybe he was referring to like he had a photographic memory, so he could do that. But maybe you know it would have been harder because you know I like to learn and all that, and maybe I would have seen that I wasn't going to be able to. But it was the best advice. I stepped back and I shadowed an oral surgeon who is also a doctor, but he was able to show me that like you can partition, you can be a doctor but not have it take over your life. And I quickly took the dental exams, got into University of Pennsylvania Dental School, but before I even accepted that, I was like, okay, now I'm leaving Yeshiva University, I'm leaving Yeshiva, I... How, where am I going to learn? School's from 8 in the morning till 6 at night. What's going to, you know, so I'm the Chapa Seder here, like what's going to happen? So Baruch Hashem, I got a connection to Philadelphia Yeshiva. You've heard of Philadelphia Yeshiva. We have Shmuel Kamenetsky's there, which, um, fascinating, amazing person who understands the duality of, of, you know, he's not just pure cheder, no secular studies, meaning they have a great science lab. This is a, a high school and base medrash in the United States that does high-level both learning and secular subjects. Um, and so I set up a chavrusa there, so when I was not in school, and I still, I got married, I already had a kid, life's about balancing. So but before I even started, I needed to set up where I was going to daven, and who I was going to learn with, and what I was going to learn. Obviously, you got to figure out where you're eating kosher, and, and, you know, so if you're in the middle of Omaha, Nebraska... Because, you know, you could end up there. Uh, you could end up there. For, I could have ended up there for residency. Baruch Hashem, I matched then in Los Angeles. But um, the it was very important for me to have those things set. And by the way, I set up that I was going to dive in at the Hillel House in, at univer, un, on the University of Pennsylvania campus. So, first day I get there, and there's a minion of women and three guys. So, I'm like... I'm like, what that? So, so you can set a plan to, okay, what am I going to do? And the guy was going to learn in, in Penwood a little Muster Seder before I started school, you know. He stopped showing up. Meaning, you can set, sometimes set things and then it can change. So I had to, I, I, not davening with, you know, they barely got Minyanim, so I had to figure out where I was going to daven. Okay, there was a shul in Center City. Fast forward, but just, it's, you know, the, the, what's, what's important from the lessons of me starting dental school and then the hardest point of my life was starting residency um, because uh, residency, I'll tell you, was, was the biggest challenge of my life and I, I tell people all the time, people that are in finance sometimes have to do like two years of uh, investment banking or and it's, it's, it's crazy, maybe some of you have done it and that's like a residency also, you gotta, there, there's no time to do anything so uh, what's important is to set what you want to do religiously, meaning this, dental school, this, becoming an oral surgeon doesn't define who I am. What defines who I am is being an Evid Hashem. I'm a Yid in this world. Even though I spend a lot of time doing oral surgery now, it, it doesn't define uh, uh, exactly who I am because then it can take over very easily. So... Baruch Hashem, I got through dental school, matched, which is very difficult, into oral surgery residency. And I, I only applied to programs that I was felt comfortable taking a family to kosher food, shoals, but still. I applied in Atlanta, I applied, you have to spread it out because it's, it's very difficult, it's very competitive. Uh, the biggest fila was answered, I matched at UCLA, which, uh, Baruch Hashem, I had connections there. I grew up in Los Angeles, so there I was, you know, I... I fought 
I was going to have. Oh, I know where the three Kolels are. And the nine shoals, I can go to Nate's. And I go, okay, <laughs> Nate's is at what time? Sometime, you know, 4.30, 5.30, 6.30, you know, it can range in time. I was pre-rounding. This was the shock and why residency is so crazy is I was pre-rounding at four in the morning. I'm taking my tefillin. I'm like, well, you know, I davened in, this is why residency was so hard, at least for me. You know, davened in a minion twice, three times a week. And that's including Shabbos and whatever. Just, just being able to not, you know, even though I had, obviously, lahalacha, be able to do stuff like pikuach nefesh or pikuach nefesh things, residency was tricky to navigate. But what got me through that was, even before, so I matched, uh, I sat down with Rav Shmuel Kamenetsky, who's, if you've ever seen him, he has a great hadras panim. He sat down. I was scared what he was going to say. Maybe he was going to say, don't go to residency. You know, because I, I, after matching, then I, I found out a little bit more. I didn't know all of it until I started it. Um, but what, what he said was, was amazing. He looked me straight in the eye, and we were alone. And I didn't learn with him regularly. I chopped, he gave me a vort. Here, there, I had other chavrusas, but this, we sat down for an hour, and he looked at me, he said, don't think that these guys here, he's pointing to the base medrash, who are some, some of them are learning here 14, 16 hours a day. Hashem doesn't like their learning more than your five minutes in the call room that you set up. And he said further, that Hashem, then he gave me the bracha, that by doing that, and he said, be the best oral surgeon, you know, take advantage, Hashem put you in this role, Hashem, it, 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 this is part of your path, it's going to give you the opportunity to learn much more, and, and, and everything he said has come true. Because there were times during residency, I was ready to quit, I was ready to... You know, it, it shakes you spiritually, emotionally. You know, when you have a cry, like I, I was like, you know, uh, you're 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 shaken, and that's I believe that is part of the training. Imagine, you know, you're doing a very difficult case, and you have a professor screaming at you. The Nazis should have taken you out. Like, well, like, like what? What? Like, I mean, you're dealing with crazy stuff, and there, I didn't cry. I'm like. You don't. You just keep going and, you know, boom, boom, you know. They're trying to break you and then build you up. I mean, can you imagine, the, the, you know, some of the pressures? Um, I mean, my, you know, my daughter that was born during residency, we called her Zahara because she was like a, like a shining bright light, like in our life, at least in my life, because that was a very difficult time. Uh, Baruch Hashem, I was able to get through that, but that, everyone hopefully doesn't have to go through a big challenge like that, but there are going to be bumps in the road. And the, you know, and, and, and a third thing that he said was, even if you're gonna learn those five minutes in the call room, Hashem loved, the, the, those five minutes are gonna be, like he said, greater than those guys learning. And it's gonna open up for the rest of your life the ability to learn when you want. And, and, and he also said that it's going to get you through till the end. And, and, you know, and he said it's just for a time period. You're going to get to other time periods which give you more time to learn. And, and the, you know, we have certain roles. We have roles as spouses. I don't know if, I don't know if anyone's married, but, you know, there's a husband role, a father role, 
a teacher role. I teach at UCLA still. I go back every three months for a couple days to teach surgery at UCLA. And a big kid Hashem, I, sorry to go back. I remember my first day of residency, I was also nervous how I was going to keep Shabbos and what they were going to, you know, trust me as a religious Jew. I'm sure they've experienced Jews. And this was really Mina Shamayim, the head surgeon at UCLA, Dr. Felsenfeld. So he had a Jewish name. I was like, hey, you know, this could go either way. He looks up, he's like, he, he stops the surgery. And I came in just, uh, it was like my first day. He, 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 he stops the OR, he's like, everyone, any questions about Judaism, you ask Jacob. I'm not a real, like he, he said, he, he literally, the first day, I, I, it could have been the opposite. It could have been, Cholomoy, what's Cholomoy? By the way, there's no taking off or anything. You have to switch, call, and to try to get, you know, off for Yuntif, Shabbos, all of that. But, you know, he said, he's the real deal. That was the uh, big bracha for me, and Baruch Hashem, those four years, you know, it, it, it helped a lot. Um, and so, Rav Goldvicht was one of is one of my rabbanim that I keep in my pocket, and he gives me inspiration. I'm in touch with him. Um, then, when I, I matched in Los Angeles, did four years there, and then continued on as an oral surgeon. Baruch Hashem, when I went out of training. Um, that was like the big light at the end of the tunnel. And I was on a treadmill since already leaving yeshiva. How many years is this? For, you know, four, 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 twelve years. Um, twelve years ahead. And now I had the opportunity to pick and choose, but not just go with the flow. Remember, I was learning five minutes a day, maybe ten minutes, you know. And now I was able to choose. So... I was about to say, it's funny, I had a pen in my hand, and a lot of the people were recruiting me to join practices, they're here, there, to become, to come on staff as well. Um, and I remember I had a pen, I was about to sign a contract to basically continue on that treadmill, join a prestigious practice, and uh, continue on a very, I would say, rigorous path. And there's no reason why I didn't sign. Okay, but I put the pen down and I said, I need 72 hours, a lot of chutzpah. They said all this stuff, lawyers are there and everything. I actually, I was, I, I wanted to daven at a kever of a holy person. Um, the only one I could think of at that point was Lubavitch Rebbe, so I took a flight to New York. I also had a meeting with a, another oral surgeon, a, a, someone who was a, a mentor of mine earlier. And uh, so I went to Davin there, and I spoke with him. I discussed a certain type of business plan where instead of joining a main practice where you buy in for seven years, and then you become junior partner, and then senior partner, all this craziness happens in the corporate world as well, I went out on my own, established a different type of practicing, established contracts with 40 offices, and Baruch Hashem, within three months, I was working much less, making more than the senior partners, and had time to Baruch Hashem learn. I started smicha. Um, I'm still I'm still on the way. I'm doing it slowly. Um, but the the key to all of this and Baruch Hashem, some of my successes were that I was always tied to davening, meaning bekavua, learning for sure. Like I know Rav Stefanski. I don't know if you guys know Eli Stefanski, who does the daf yomi, um, says it's not about the daf; it's about the yomi. Which is a great, let's say you, you miss a day or whatever, you know, just continue on. It's about doing it, the Kriyas, it's about just being connected to Torah and, and really being an Evid Hashem throughout it all. And, and it's, it's a huge bracha because every day I go out and in, in Los Angeles I was working with all, almost non-Jews, 
And remember, in a climate of like MAGA, hate the hatred, you can't even talk about anything. Now you can't say anything. You can't say 47-year-old, whatever, you know, you, you just, you can't, you, you, it's very, you have to be very careful. You get sued for anything you say. Um, so Baruch Hashem, I'm practicing here, which is great. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's the good part about it. It's, life is very tricky. I still go back. And you can't, remember, that's how we were taught. 47-year-old male, you can't even say that anymore. You can't say male. You don't know, you don't know if it's a male. You don't, they're gonna say, what? You're calling me that? Now it's all over. Yeah. Putting that aside, some of the craziness going back to, um, so I, the more the Asra of the shul I helped build in Los Angeles, Adas Torah, which is now a very big thriving shul, uh, Rav David Revach, he still answers my Shilas, so I was able to have a Goldvich, Rabbi Revach, and then, so Baruch Hashem, four and a half years ago, um, driving my Porsche 911 convertible, which is Geschmack, you know. Um, uh, Baruch Hashem, we were able to buy a house in Los Angeles. And my wife was principal of uh, day school in Los Angeles. My kids were thriving. Our shuls were great. The Ruchmias, the Gashmias, things were amazing. And we said, you know what? Now what? Our family was, you know, we were going to... I could see the trajectory of my life going for 30, 40 years. Uh, and then what? Like, so I had my say, I had my sedarim, I had what was going on, and we said, you know what? Let's see if we can make aliyah. Let's see if it works for us. Now, the funny thing is, no, 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 Israel accepts you or not. You know, it's funny how we were like, we're going to see if, if Israel is going to work for us. But also, I mean, what, what inspired us a little bit, you know, there were some health scares in the family that, um, miraculously, like two, my wife's basically parents, got really bad diagnoses and really to not make it through the year. They were living here at the time and we said, okay, let's let's go be with them for the year. I was I was going to be able to travel. Within three months of us coming here, they were both perfectly fine. It, one was misdiagnosed and one was treated very quickly and the stage wasn't really the right stage and but it brought us here. Now our foot was in. I had no work here. I was traveling back and forth, which was working. That's what I going back to being in Kolel, so I was 10 days in Los Angeles working, and then 20 days here, and I was Steigen, it was great. I had Siddharm again from morning state, afternoon state, it was great. I also picked up um, a Rav, it happens to be, I live in Shari Chesed, there, what time is it? Oh my gosh, I'm going too long. Um, a Rav in, I live in Shari Chesed, Chevra, I don't know if you've heard of KBM, it's a, if you want to have like a really uplifting, um, beautiful tefillah on Friday night, Shabbos day, uh, I happen to be the Gabbai there now, but uh, it's really beautiful. If you want to have a Chavaya, come to us for meals, you're more than welcome. And I'll give you my cell phone number. Um, but the Chavra there had this Rav from, also, very random. Uh, he's a Rav, Edota Mizrach, who lives in Beitar. He, he, he doesn't even live in Chshari Chesed, but he's the Rav. I was introduced to him and immediately felt connected. Um, he teaches a lot of Torah Sanistar, lots of Gemara, lots of regular... And he also teaches some Kabbalah, and and that's that's what started me, you know, on that path. And I've been learning that a lot here. So right now, I've collected three rabbanim that help guide me. So it's important, like I said, what you're learning to set that up. Whether you're going, you know, whether you guys are going to graduate school or in the workplace, you know, you have to say like, you know, in Mitzrayim they didn't change their names. They didn't change the way they dressed. They didn't change their speech. And we're walking role models. We're walking, it could be the worst Chil Hashem or the biggest Kiddush Hashem. 
and and that's by going into the real world. That's our tafkid, and the the you know I I, I it's funny that uh, I was in Lezhensk last week, and I'm related. I'm I'm a Einikol Rav Elimelech from Lezhensk, and I went to Davin there, and it's funny how. I feel like you, we, you know, all these planes land into this uh, military airport, Zhezhev, Poland, which I feel like is like everyone's like stuck in the mud, and then, and then the Jews come and they start like come, you know, start start activating their lives again just to fulfill what we need to do there. Um, but they were singing in the terminal. You would think it would it, it would bother them. They love it. It's a huge Kiddush Hashem. They, first of all, it's giving them a lot of parnasa in this random little town and this little airport that used to, it was a military, now they built literally a terminal for the Jews coming in to visit Rebbe Melchizedek. And even that was a huge Kiddush Hashem. That's, as we were walking, that's, the, those were the thoughts that I were, that I was having. Um, and then, lastly, um, I don't know if, I'm, I don't know how many of you are married, but, um, you know, like I said, number one priority is, you know, in this world, we're first a Yid, we're first an Eved Hashem. People ask me, I'm a Chassid from Belzer descent, but they, people ask me all the time, well, what, what, what Chassidists are you from? Because I'm Rebecca Shafari, and I say, I'm a Chassid of Hashem. Chassid of HaKadosh Baruch Hu. I happen to, you know, pick a few of the, the aspects of Yiddishkeit that I like to learn, that I like to focus on, but it, it's different for each person. Everyone has to find what they love, because you're not going to learn something you don't love. And that's why this time in yeshiva, you learn to love learning. And hopefully, you guys have already uh, uh, have done that. And it's funny when I when I when I left yeshiva university, I was also my father does the, my father's been teaching dafyomi. This is his fifth cycle. And I remember like dafyomi. It's like well, it's just you're so you know it's it's, it's just a summary. You're, you're not going to eo and all that. Halavai, um, you know I'm doing dafyomi now, and it's just so. It's so important to my life now because it keeps you on track. Baruch Hashem, I learn even, even deeper. I have the Iyun Seder. I have my Kabbalah Seder. I have my still my Smicha, uh, Halacha Seder, and all those things are very important. They have to be set up prior, okay? Because you're not going to be able to go. Oh, I'll wing it. You're never going to be able to wing it because life takes over, and and Hashem knows that. And if you're not going to get this peckle, you get through this peckle. Hashem gives you another peckle. And peckles, not necessarily are bad, devastating things, but things that you have to navigate. And if you don't have, you know, where you're headed, you know, your eye on the prize. Um, I coach a lot of people through going through the medicine and, and, and some of the dental fields. And this is some of the pep talk I give them, that there's a light at the end of the tunnel, but you have to be on, if you, you, you could be off the track, or you could be on the wrong track. So, Baruch Hashem, you guys are on the right track. Uh, I just want to give one one idea about uh, Rosh Chodesh Nisan. Um, and anyways, I should finish the story about Aliyah. Um, so we were here for a year. We decided to stay a second year. Uh, then Corona happened. I'm sure you guys all had your lives affected by Corona. Um, I don't know, was the yeshiva functioning during Corona? Baruch Hashem, fantastic. Um, but remember, I was flying every month to Los Angeles and when I did surgery I don't remember February whatever Mar- I don't remember when and I got back here and then you know <laughs> like I, I, I love, it's so sad that we were like 
maybe we're going to get stuck in Israel. That was that was like the thought, like, Halavai, I should be stuck in Israel my whole life. You know, but like, that was the thought. My patients are there, how am I going to take care of them if I get stuck in Israel? You know, so picked up the family, went back to LA, not moved. We went back just to like, waited out, ended up for two months. Uh, we spent Pesach there. I, we spent two months, um, I was, I became the medical director, deciding what things can be done, wearing like a crazy, I'll show you the picture. I wore like a space suit and a P100 mask, like asbestos mask, doing surgery because there were emergency surgeries while people were spitting corona in my face. And, oh Hashem, I didn't get corona, but, um, scary times. Um, but then there was a oral surgeon who I wasn't so connected with in Yushalayim, but I did mention when I moved here that like whenever you're ready to retire, 10, 15 years, to call me up and, you know, See, see what, what I'm doing at that point. So, literally, two months after we got to Los Angeles, which we had plans of coming, right, coming back soon, he picked up the phone and said, I'm scared of corona, take my practice. Literally, Nachshon ben Aminadav. I put my foot in to moving to Eretz Yisrael, and he gave me his practice, just like that. And Baruch Hashem, I've been able to work here. I, 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 I still go back and forth, like I said, very little, but 95% of my life and my work life is here. Um, and it's just been a huge bracha. And I, I, I give a bracha to everyone here to, to you know, if that's in the cards for you, that, you know, Hashem doesn't give us openings all the time. You know, to when we see that Pesach, to grab it. You guys are here now. Chop it. You think, oh, I'll have other times to come. Other, between two jobs, I'll come again and learn. Don't think so fast. You know, you never know what life's going to bring, and you never know how long... Um, you're going to have in yeshiva and it really sets the tone um, for the rest of your life. And I just want to give an idea on Rosh Chodesh Nisan. Um, the, the, and, and the kavanos that I have in Chodesh Nisan and a little bit from my, from my Rebbe. Um, so we know that the, it represents rebirth, renewal, Seder, order. We're having a Seder on, on, on Pesach, on, on, on the first night of Pesach. Um, Hashem puts the controls in our hands. Okay? We dafka read Parshas HaChodesh. HaChodesh HaZelachem Rosh Chodeshim. Okay? That he gives it to us, the ability to, through Sanhedrin witnesses, to declare the new moon each month. Okay? Unlike Shabbos, which Hashem set completely by HaKadosh Baruch Hu, and it's been set like that since the beginning of creation. Okay? We hold the key when we celebrate and do many of the mitzvahs involved throughout the year. The month of Nisan sets the tone for the rest of the year. In fact, we know Atbash, the first day of Pesach, corresponds to Tishabav, Tuf of Tishabav, which day of the week? And Bet is when Shavuos is. The third day of Pesach is the same day of the week as Rosh Hashanah, okay? As well as we know that each of the first 12, or this year, 13 days of the month, corresponds to each month. So the first, the first of Nisan corresponds to Nisan. Then the second is Er, Sivan, Tam. Okay, we also know that day, that day in between of those 13 days and Pesach is a very holy uh, yantif of the Korban Pesach. It was a Chag amongst itself, you know, of its own. We also know that when the cosmos align every 28 years, we do Birchas HaChama on Erev, Pesach, which is that 14th day. Um, so, we also, what else? We know that there's Kedushas Hazman that's set by us in Nisan. There's also Kedushas HaMakom that the Nisim brought the Karbanos in the beginning of Nisan. And that's what, what set the tone to be Mekadesh, the place. 
um, the you know the it's no coincidence that Hashem began the yearly cycle of months during Nisan with the two messages one of the, one of being Mikadesh Arzman and one being Mikadesh Amakam. The last aspect aspect we remember from the story of Yesias Mitzrayim is the aspect of being Mikadesh ourselves. When we left Mitzrayim in the month of Nisan, we separated ourselves from the unholiness of Egypt. We agreed to be Hashem's Goy Kadosh. When we begin this new cycle, we're supposed to remember that these three aspects are the keys to being a Jew. Nisan sets the tone, but wherever we go or live as Jews, that we stay on the right path and we have to ask ourselves, how can I be Mekadesh Arzman? How can I be Mekadesh Armakum? And how can I be Mekadesh ourselves? And that's where I set you off. Um, it's been great speaking to you. I think you guys should really take advantage of your Rabbanim. Um, and, you know, Hashem, like I said, is putting me here for some reason, hopefully to give this, but I'm going to take, you know, with me, and whoever wants to stay connected can obviously be connected. And uh, I wish you a Chodesh Tov and a Chag Kasher V'Sameach.